Welcome to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I'm your host, Bill Cates, creator of the Cates Academy for Relationship Marketing. In each episode, I interview one of our industry's top performers, getting them to pass on their secrets to success to you so that you can impact more lives and generate more income. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome. Before we get started with today's show, I want to let you know about a new product we're offering to help you tap into the strategies and tactics that will help you create exponential growth. And it's so affordable, you may doubt its value, but that would be a mistake on your part. We call it rapid fire referrals. If you're new to my work, this is a great affordable entry point to start getting great value. And if you've been following me for some time, then this is a great tool to keep our processes and your exponential growth top of mind. One of our advisors uh, actually nicknamed uh, rapid fire referrals, the habit maker. So in a nutshell, once per week for 52 weeks, you'll receive a short high content video lesson geared to provide actions that you can implement right away to start multiplying your best clients and turning incremental growth into exponential growth. The lessons cover our processes designed to help you increase your client engagement, generate more referrals to quality prospects, turn referrals into actual connections, introductions with new prospects, and to message your value in a more relevant and compelling ways. While you may get sick of me after 52 lessons, I can guarantee you won't get sick of the results producing ideas provided in each of the videos. So do yourself a favor, head over to rapidfirereferrals.com. Unless you're driving, you can wait. That's rapidfirereferrals.com. And now on with the show. Now, I recently saw a thought-provoking statistic. It said that 96% of retirees say that health is more important than wealth. And, you know, I guess this isn't surprising because we all know that, you know, for your health is miserable, so, so is the rest of your life. Uh, therefore, are you helping your clients, regardless of their age, with their most important asset, their health? Now, there are two ways you can be of value to your clients in this area. First, by being a role model of someone who is, as our featured guest would say, wealthy. Now, when she says wealthy, she spells it W-E-L-L, wealthy. Second, you can become a purveyor of great information in this area, bringing added value to your clients that they will appreciate. So that's enough for me. Let's bring in the expert. Today's feature expert guest in this area is Stephen Gwinnip. Now, Stephen is a woman. If you're watching the video, you can see that. Uh, her name is spelled S-T-E-V-Y-N, S-T-E-V-Y-N, Stephen. And she likes to have fun with her name, uh, which which makes sense because we're all kind of in a name recognition uh, business, right? That's why I make fun Bill Gates, Bill Cates. Uh, for example, uh, her LinkedIn profile identifies her as the girl named Stephen. You may remember the old song, The Boy Named Sue. Uh, also on her LinkedIn profile, Stephen identifies herself as a wealth advisor, again, W-E-L-L, and the wellness coach for financial folks. So that's a long wind up, Stephen. Sorry, uh, Stephen Gwinnup, welcome to Top Advisor Podcast. Thank you so much, Bill. Glad to be here. Great to have you. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, let's get the one big simple question out of the way. How did you end up with the name Stephen? 
So the reason I'm in this industry in the first place is my dad. The reason I am named Steven is my dad. And no, he did not want a girl or sorry, he did not want a boy. He actually was selling insurance door to door and knocked on someone's door and her name was Steven and she was doing great things and overcoming big obstacles in her life. And he said, she had such a winsome personality. We're going to name our daughter Steven. And that's where it came from. Wow. Very cool. Uh, teasing when you were growing up, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> yes. I was a shy little girl and I hated having a name that stuck out mm. and people didn't know how to pronounce it. They expected a boy to be in the chair in school. And <laughs> I even got phone calls from the government saying I needed to register for the draft. And I'm like, I'm not that's I'm, I'm, I'm a girl. I'm not supposed to do that. So it's something I've dealt with my whole life. And I would go to my dad, who was the advisor and say, why did you do this to me? And he said, it will build character. Just wait. Mm -hmm. Build character. <laughs> so the, boy named, the boy named Sue is my theme song. Yeah, it has to be uh, made you stronger, build character. Now you are a character. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, leading up to the work you're doing, how did you end up becoming a, a wellness coach and a wellness coach for financial advisors? Yes. So I've always been into health and wellness and exercise activity, that kind of thing. And when I, my dad started his business, he, I'm a daughter of a financial advisor. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was in, in the industry 32 years and started when I was 11. I got to see what happened when he grew his business during those hustle years. I got to see his health change, his time in our house change. Um, we got to go eventually on top producer trips and I got to see those people's health change. And I thought, oh, wow, I don't know if this is something that I want to do because he did mm -hmm. at some point ask me if I wanted to take over his business. And I said, no, because I felt like people were getting one good year of retirement or dying at the desk or not really getting the retirement that they had planned for with all of their hard work and saving. And so, you're talking about the advisors, right? You, you watch the advisors work so hard and, and grow less wealthy, W-E-L-L. -L. I did. And I saw success. I, I say it with air quotes, success, because it was a dollar success, but not a life success. Mm. And so when I went away to college, came back, I worked in dad's office. And that's where I saw that the clients were in the same boat. They were, they were doing diligent work to save and prepare for some future event that never happened the way they wanted it to. So I was under the illusion when dad asked me if I wanted to take over his business, I said no, because I thought I could help and go become an exercise physiologist and help people be healthier for their retirement. So I did that for 20 years, mm. didn't come back to the industry until six years ago. And that's when I almost died living in Australia and my body aged because of that event about 10 years and in, in about five days. And wow. I started gaining weight for two years and I could not stop. And mm. that's when I realized exercise is not the answer either. And I had to go back to the books and understand a little more about what health truly is. And when I did, I was like, wow, the parallel concepts between financial success and physical success are almost identical. And that's when I knew I could come back and serve this industry in a really important way. Mm. Fascinating. And I, I know on your website, it says, uh, I help financial advisors and investors grow wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y. So uh, you, you work with the advisors. You also help them work with their clients. 
I think we should pause just for a second and 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 have you define wellness because it's a term we hear a lot. In fact, I was helping uh, an advisor uh, just yesterday with their value proposition, and he focuses on he called the wellness industry. And I said, well, if you're in the wellness industry, I guess you know it, and that word means something to you. But if you're not, you know, it's kind of a fuzzy word. So what what do you mean? What is meant by wellness? Yeah, that's a great question that I actually have asked 400 times because <laughs> I'm I, I'm interviewing advisors for my book and I ask them that. What does it mean to you? Mm. And it means something different to everybody. For me, if I said it in one word, it means freedom. Mm. And finances can provide freedom, but physical and mental wellness can provide freedom to to move about the world move about your life, do the things you want to do, Mm. go cycling in Thailand, you know, whatever it is, it's freedom. But if I wanted to say a little bit longer definition, it's the ability to do what you want, when you want, with the people you want for as long as you want. So I often talk about, um, you know, I guess financial wellness as, as choices, right? It gives you more choices. And that, that's a similar, that's a parallel to, to freedom, right? You have the choice to do things that, you might not otherwise be able to do without physical health or without financial health. Uh, by the way, everyone, she just mentioned cycling in Thailand. Um, actually, Stephen, it's Vietnam, but it, that was close. They are. In oh, the sorry. <laughs> They're close to each other. Uh, I'm actually going uh, uh, cycling with my wife in Thailand uh, coming up pretty soon. So that's why I'm in mean, Thailand. Now I'm uh, now I'm saying Thailand <laughs> in Vietnam. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we'll bring that up again a little bit later. But um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there are two facets to your business, as I alluded to a minute ago. Uh, First, you help financial advisors improve their own state of wellness. Mm -hmm. uh, And then you help advisors add great value, uh, added value to their client relationships as well. Do I have that correct? Elaborate on that a little bit, if you don't mind. You do. Yes, there are two verticals to what I do. One is the individual advisor's own personal health journey helping them to become authentic to their own message. And that's getting their health back on track. So they're prepared for their own future. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, I never st- never set out for this, but a lot of advisors come to me and say, I want to offer more value to my clients. I want them to know these concepts as well. What can we do? And that's the second vertical is something I call wealth webinars, where we deliver content quarterly, And the advisor can invite their whole book of business to it, and they can use it as a referral source or just an added value to open conversations that can be somewhat difficult for some people. Hmm. And and so what what role does this how do I say that wellness, health, wellness we're talking about? What role does that play in financial planning? How does that get integrated? How do advisors do that, I guess? Well, it's it's one of those things where a lot of advisors are trying to tie finances and portfolios to values and priorities of the, the person. And if you ask them, most people have health in their top three priorities. Sure. And so we have to understand what does that mean in a portfolio? So one of the really easy things to do is called the illness wellness continuum. And it's a one to 10 scale of really great health to really poor health. And they can just slide this across the table and say, where would you fall on this scale of health? Let the person self-assess and then open up conversations about, 
Well, if they're doing really well with their health, we might want to talk about these gaps in your portfolio versus if there's some, some illness or disease in their health, there might be different gaps in their portfolio. So it's just a really non-judgmental way to add value. Um, one advisor described it as adding qualitative value versus just quantitative value to that conversation. And it really, people, people value that. Well, you know, I, I, here's the way I kind of see it a little bit and tell me your reaction. You know, if, if someone's, if advisor says to their client, you know, what are, what, are, what's important to you? What are your priorities? And of course they're going to say, you know, not running out of money in retirement. They're going to say health, you know, I want to always, you know, my health is everything. And advisor go, yeah, that's, you know, that's true. And, but never really go back and revisit that. Right. It's, that's kind mm -hmm. of a given. Yes, we all want that, but it's not something that's brought into the conversation, I guess is what you're saying. And so uh, it seems to me there's two ways we bring it in. One is this illness, wellness uh, continuum. And depending on what their health is, um, then that will give them certain help to make certain choices around their financial planning. And also it's a way for an advisor to help in another way. Right. Um, in other words, I'm going to help you with this and help you with this, but we can also help you with this if you're interested. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of advisors ask, how long do you think you're going to live? Or what does the insurance company say you're going to live to this date? Right. And I think a, a better question is, how long do you want to live well? And that that inside of lifespan is called mm. health span. And so being able to extend health span within your life is shortening your sick span and improving your quality of life. And if you think about it, the six span is where you drain most of your finances anyway. That's the mm. biggest ticket mm -hmm. item. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest wild card. And I just put something on LinkedIn yesterday from annuity.org. And it was a research study that was done in 2021 asking boomers what they wish they would have done differently. Mm -hmm. And it was money and career advancements and health. And by far, health was number one. They wish they would have spent more time being intentional about their health. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I love this, you know, lifespan, health span. Uh, you know, this is this is a natural to bring up long term care insurance, uh, you know, catastrophic illness insurance, things like that. Talking about, you know, if it's younger client to your parents, how are they handling that? Or if it's older folks, how are your kids? I, it just opens up so many ways of providing value directly related to money and indirectly related to money. Um, and it really doesn't take much, right, to just open it up. Now, I guess if uh, if if a financial advisor, if he or she is not has not attended to their own health as well as they could, uh, maybe obviously overweight or just somehow, you know, you can just tell <laughs> they're not. Yeah. Uh, how does that factor in? I, I mean, I guess certainly they could say, hey, let's together, let's get healthier. Right. They can kind of mm -hmm. set some goals together. I, I'm just curious, uh, you know, if, you, if how you see that when you work with advisors that also want to get into get in much better health, they really need a, they really have a lot of work to do. Um, and do they feel 
you know, kind of a fraud? Do they feel like, you know, incongruent if they try to bring that up with their clients, if they haven't attended it to them themselves? Yeah, that's a great question because there is a little bit of a lack of confidence when it comes mm. to that, if they're not an expert in that area already, or they struggle with some of those issues themselves. And one of the things I coach people to say is, you know what, I'm, I want to make sure you look at your finances through a lot of different perspectives. And one of the ones that's becoming more aware in my world is that looking at it through a health perspective or a health mm -hmm. lens. Um, let's, let's open this conversation. I don't, I'm not an expert, but I know somebody who is, and I'm on this journey too. <laughs> and I think that you would benefit as well. So something just right. like that. Right. I mean, I know with my, my advisor, we met a couple of weeks ago and he had lost a bunch of weight and I just, I've just gotten certified as a, as a spinning instructor. So health is very important and working out is very important to me. So we talk about it all the time, but I could see where it wouldn't be a natural conversation for a lot of folks and let it was, unless it was intentionally inserted. So I, I think that's great. Uh, and gosh, think about it for advisors listening to this. If you, if your wellness could use a little kick in the butt, uh, what better way to start to bring it into your practice? And so, you're keeping it on your client's radar. You got to keep it on your own radar and it's a little bit of a accountability there. Right. Uh, so I think it's uh, I think it's a great thing. Uh, so we kind of alluded to this, you know, I've, I've been on some pretty cool adventures uh, in my life. I've camped in the Arctic circle. I've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I mentioned already pretty soon after this, I'm going to be touring Vietnam on a bicycle with my wife. Uh, I've met many financial advisors who love to go on adventures. Uh, I've also met quite a few who probably aren't as healthy as they wish they could be. And so this is my long way of asking you to share your thoughts, uh, on things that our listeners, uh, who are mostly financial advisors, things they can do pretty much right away that will help them protect their health into the future. Let's, let's give them a few things they should be thinking of, should be right on their radar right now. Right now, well, the first thing is after age 40 and definitely after age 50, it's about recovery and protecting yourself from getting too much damage from stress. And so sleep is super, super important. Everyone's heard that, but I'm here to say if you're going to bed at midnight, it's not as good as going to bed at 11 and 10 o'clock is even better. So start going to bed a little earlier because a good morning starts the night before. So that's number one. Mm. Number two is that your longevity, your ability to keep doing this business for as long as you choose, not your health chooses, because sometimes that's the silent partner that wakes up one day and says, we're done. It's actually the number one reason for early unplanned retirements. So if you want to be in charge of that, muscle is your reservoir of longevity. Lift heavy things. Even if it's just once a week or maybe twice a week, I'm not saying you have to spend an hour at the gym. You certainly do not do some air squats in your chair, do a few push-ups on the kitchen countertop, hmm. but your muscle will begin to atrophy as you age. If you don't use it, it's called sarcopenia. We don't want that to happen because that's when diabetes sets in. That's when fatigue sets in and you just don't feel like doing stuff that you normally would have felt like doing. So that would be a, a really great place to start. Another one is blood sugar. So people think they are have poor willpower or they have cravings and just can't deal with, you know, not eating at night or wanting the soda or whatever it is. And it's really not people's 
inability to have good willpower. It's a physiological blood sugar issue. So if you have a lot of cravings or you feel tired in the afternoons, look earlier in the day and try to find ways that you can like level out that blood sugar. And just one really easy way is to eat your lunch and then take a 15 minute slow stroll right after lunch. And that's going to help protect your evening from the cravings in the, in the future. All right. Now, when we're done with this interview, we got you and I need to talk because I, I have the cravings. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I have the cravings for salt, uh, in the afternoon, which I know is related to cortisol and yeah. stress. And, and I got a sweet tooth. It's nobody's business. I went to a dietitian once he says, I said, I, f- I feel like I'm addicted to sugar and chocolate. He says, well, he says, you crave it because you eat it. And mm-hmm. it's a cycle, apparently, that I've gotten myself in. So I love this. Health is your silent partner, right? And you never know when your silent partner is going to get unruly on you, right? <laughs> I've, it's I've so had, true. I've had business partners and, you know, they get unruly. Um, yeah, love- it's when it, people will say, oh, I plan to retire when I'm 68 or 72 or whatever. And I'm sitting here thinking, you might have that plan, but your health has a vote too. And you're not, you need to consider that or else it's going to go haywire. Yeah, this is, this is great. You you got some nice perspectives uh, that I've not heard before. Uh, awesome. So Stephen, in, in, in about, in about one minute, I want to shift this conversation to what advisors can do to bring well, a wellness theme into how they bring value uh, to and serve their clients uh, how they can help their clients uh, with both their wealth and their wealth, W-E-A and W-E-L-L. But first, I want to uh, pause for a quick word from our sponsor, Proudmouth Academy. The great folks at Proudmouth uh, produce this show for us and, by the way, also help many financial advisors start and build their own successful podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. If you're like our clients, you want to spend more time educating people and less time selling. That's why we turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. We help you amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who will chase you down instead. Visit ProudMouth.com to learn more. Before we get back to today's interview, I just want to let you know about some free resources that I invite you to retrieve. After you've listened to this episode, you'll find checklists, guides, videos, and other tools. Just simply go to referralcoach.com forward slash resources. Write this down unless you're driving. Referralcoach.com forward slash resources. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our free weekly tips where we're always sharing best practices and we'll notify you of our newest podcast interviews as they go live. And while these are free to you, I think you'll find them quite valuable. So I'm back with Stephen Gwinnip, the founder of Grow Wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y. You know, I appreciate the tagline that she has on her website. It says, turn your health into your most valuable asset. So just like in my business where I'm trying to come up with phrases and ways to express things. So folks like your yourselves listening to this will remember them. She's done a great job with this. I, I just keep thinking of health as your silent partner. I think it's great. So Stephen, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll put some of, uh, some of your contact information in the show notes uh, for this episode. But before I get into uh, some other great questions I want to ask you, uh, why don't you tell our listeners how they can reach you and learn more, learn more about your work and 
that might be of great benefit to them and, and then how they transfer that to their clients too. Of course. I am super active on LinkedIn. So pop in there. I put content out every single day, stats that I see, best practices, and things that you can actually put into place today for the DIYers. For those people who need a little extra help, reach out to me. We'll have a conversation. But there's a cool feature on my website that's called the Wealth Quiz. It's six questions, and it'll give you a score of 1 to 100 and tell you where you are, how you're doing. And if there's something you're not happy with, then let's just have a conversation. I may be able to help you in that one conversation, or we might need to work together a little bit longer. But go to growwealthy.com forward slash quiz. And you can find that quiz there. If you're looking to grow your business, then we should have a conversation about the wealth webinars and those quarterly events to deliver this content to your book of business. Grow wealthy, W E L L T H Y growwealthy.com. Thank you. So as I promised, uh, how can financial professionals add this concept of wellness to the value they bring to their clients? What, what are some of the cool tools, things that advisors that, that are doing, people you've worked with, things that you've seen uh, where they're bringing this added value? Yeah, so there are new advisors who are bringing this in to drive referrals, really. So like, let's say mm -hmm. they have a client and they want them to bring their parents to talk about these because even within families, it can be hard to have these transitionary conversations about care and health and all of these things, end of life. So it's a good referral driver to get new business. Um, some of the other advisors are using it for, you know, maybe they've only got 50 clients and they want to just pick out their top few and invite them for lunch in mm -hmm. their office to have a meal, watch the content and then discuss it and have some, some really high level conversations about their own situation. So people across the board are using it for different reasons to grow their, their business and provide that comprehensive retirement planning. And one thing I will say is if you're just doing financial planning and you call yourself a, a retirement planner, that's really half of a plan. It's one side of the coin. We need mm -hmm. to lay that other railroad track and that's the health. And you don't have to be the expert in it, but it's great to have some resources, whether it's that illness wellness continuum that I made that you can push across the table, whether it's the wealth webinars that you can deliver the content, or even just getting your own health back on track so you can be a mentor to your family of, mm -hmm. of business. Have, have you, you know, we know that some clients love their advisors to hold them accountable to to do certain things whether it's saving money or whatever it is to make certain decisions uh have you seen any situations where advisors are sometimes starting to hold uh clients accountable in, in health decisions and activities well it's it's a touchy subject and it's a, it's okay. something that they they usually will say um you know I'm glad you got that as a goal of yours. How about I put you in touch with somebody? And then they kind of push that off to me to hold them accountable. <laughs> um, so, gotcha. And I, I, I do that. I take that on and, and help people, whether it's a monthly call or a weekly check-in or just going through a course and learning more about it. But what I do encourage people to do is ask advisors, ask your clients, just like they would do for a a rebalancing or an assessment, a quarterly look at how your, your finances are going. 
take a look at your, your health numbers too. What are those KPIs that you're tracking? It might be weight. It might be blood pressure. It might be blood sugar. I don't know, but look at the trend. And we know it takes three data points to create a trend, right? So if you can commit to a year of doing quarterly check-ins with whatever those metrics are from a health perspective, essentially what you're doing is growing the balance sheet for your wellness. And you are, you are then seeing and being aware of where it's headed, the direction. Now then, then it's about taking action. It's awareness first, then it's curiosity, and then you take action. And if you need help taking action, I have lots of resources for that. It, it, it seems to me that getting into a conversation around this, probably some clients won't want to go there. Uh, I suppose uh, they they may not see the immediate connection between that and proper financial planning. So I think how the advisor talks about it, brings it up, makes a difference. I also think it, it's probably a way for an advisor to be a little more transparent and just kind of, you know, peel back the onion a little bit of themselves of what's important to them. And I, I think I, I always advocate that that advisors need to create two types of connections with clients. They need to create a value connection which in most cases, before we got talking about this, you know, wellness stuff is, is, you know, teaching and asking good questions and responsive service. And they also have to make a personal connection. And I, I could see how this, the conversation around health, while it is a value added for sure, could also create uh, help with the personal connection, right? Because I don't know, maybe, maybe some clients start to go on, 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 a, on a run, on a jog or, you know, may, with the, with the advisor. I, I don't know if you've seen the opening of the personal side of the relationship much, or is, is that still kind of touchy with a lot of people? Very much so. I was actually just talking to an advisor today who is very into health and wellness and their clients align with that and start, um, they, they ski together like, like groups of them and they meet more people. Um, when I've done all these interviews for my book, I've realized that a lot of advisors actually do well going to, um, orange theory classes. Mm -hmm. And that's a fitness center mm -hmm. because they meet people and they actually grow their business, have that personal connection of shared values of, of fitness. And then that, that grows their business. Um, there's an uncanny, a number of advisors who, love Peloton bikes. Mm -hmm. And it's that personal relationship where they can see another instructor and the people in the class. But what's fun, I've seen advisors do is start inviting their clients to join them for a Peloton ride mm. and create groups within that, which is super fun to see these things kind of extend beyond just the financial relationship. You know, I just the other day I was doing a, a coaching call with a group and they asked me about the types of events that we can put on, to, you know, to for client appreciation and referrals. And one of the things I said is anything that you're good at or have a, an affinity for can always make it for a great event. Right, right. now. Uh, so if you, if you love wine and you know a lot about wine, then obviously wine tasting. If you like to cook and you're a good cook, then bring people to your home or a, you know, cooking studio. Uh, maybe that's not all you do because not everybody cooks or drinks wine or whatever, but it, you, you add it to the mix. So obviously if, if health, wellness, exercise, good eating, all that is important to you, then why not build at least some events around that? And, mm -hmm. and then it makes sense. We start to attract people uh, that have that in common. And I think that could be reinforcing for both sides, couldn't it? Uh, it definitely can. I have uh, one advisor I spoke to and he, 
he actually sets a meeting for himself every quarter and he takes himself as a client and then plans what he's going to do for his health. But one of his first things when he got diagnosed with something was to go when he took advice or when he took clients out to lunch, he had a specific restaurant he would take them to that would support his own health. And it was a vegan or vegetarian restaurant. I don't remember which one. Mm -hmm. And he said that it was really interesting because people would come to it and they're, they're used to being wined and dined with all this fatty food and it was a healthy meal. And, and he said that people were a little bit turned off, but then they would get turned right back on because it was supporting <laughs> their own health. And that's how he held himself accountable, but also promoted that value to his clients. Yeah, I, I interviewed Jeffrey Chaddock is a gentleman I interviewed recently in, in the podcast. And he used to, uh, one, he said one of the best client appreciation events he ever did was a sushi rolling class because it's just not something that most people would think of doing. So it had that uniqueness to it, just like this, this, you know, healthy eating class, if you will, uh, or restaurant. And, but he said it had a long mental shelf life. It stayed with his clients for a long time. And it's something they talked about for a long time. Wow. So, you know, I, I hope we've gotten the creative juices going of the folks listening. There's so many different ways I could see uh, infusing this into one's practice uh, for everyone's benefit, for your own benefit, for your client's benefit, uh, tied to financial, separate from financial, all that. So Stephen Gwinnip, uh, thank you for being one of our featured guests on Top Advisor Podcast. It's, a, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Thank you for inviting me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, we enjoyed you. And uh, if you haven't already, to those listening, three places you need to go. First, head over to Grow Wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y, growwealthy.com. Check out Stephen's great concept, uh, all the tools that she has for you. Uh, second, I urge you to visit referralcoach.com forward slash resources. Sign up for weekly tips, lots of free things there. And third, check out our newest tool, rapid fire referrals that will help you go from inter incremental growth to exponential growth by multiplying your best clients. So this is Bill Cates reminding you that ideas do not make you more successful. Only acting on those ideas will bring you the success you desire. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you for listening to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I encourage you to visit my website, referralcoach.com, for links to my books, online courses, and to register for the Cates Academy.